0: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by... No one. Checkered flag, checkered flag. P9. P9. Man, those laps are amazing. Awesome, Kevin. Awesome. P9. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? What a race driver, dude. That was awesome. woo oh awesome. you'd be so happy awesome about buddy. a 9 this feels but like take a win. What we can get it was awesome buddy <laughs> those Good laps job, at the end were amazing <laughs> amazing oh. thanks guys we can do it we can do it and thanks man <laughs> you did amazing i had i had everything i needed man i want to kiss you i want to kiss you man bring it bring it on the show tonight, we rank all the team's liveries from worst to first. The ones that have been revealed, that is. Break down Nikita Mazepin's apology. Daniel Kibyat looking for some revenge. The Bahrain crowd going to be there at full force. Porsche eyeing a return to Formula 1. And Fernando Alonso says everything's fine as well as the stat of the week. But first, you now know what We have to do. I don't want to keep telling you, but we must hand the mic over to someone else. This man described by your mum as the human tripod, a man oozing so much sex appeal. George Clooney takes handsome lessons from him. A man that if he were racing in Formula One today, He would start from the back of the grid, lap everyone five times and win the race, all while posting more shirtless Insta pics than George Russell. That man is David Croft, of course. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It in My Fermé show. Here is your host, Cody. That is right. It is your boy, Cody, back again, second time this week. Aren't you all blessed? Whoa, 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 what's that over there? Oh, nothing, guys, nothing. It's just my Fermi. And you know where that's where you should be parking it, right? In my Fermi. So it is the Park It In My Fermi show. Back again already. It is another show. Back talking all things Formula One. And if you missed the show from earlier this week, make sure you head over to the ParkItInMyFermi.com website. Download all of them from there, or better yet... Hit the subscribe button or follow button on your podcast streaming platform, Overcast, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of them. Google Podcasts as well. And what's that? You want to do a little bit of a role play? Okay, okay. You be Matt Gallagher from WTF1, and I'll be the innocent, unsuspecting female that enjoys Formula 1. Then you need to head over to my socials, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, and slide into those DMs. Tell me how lonely you are and how badly you want to snuggle with me. And watch some F1s. Or better yet, yeah, be a normal human being and come in and say hi. Slide into the DMs like you're stealing second base, and if you're successful, I'll let you take a sneak peek at third. Okay, so that's the in- okay. This intro, all right. This intro is getting a little weird. Let's go on with the show. We are going to be ranking the liveries that have happened. Talk about Daniel Kvyat getting his revenge. Bahrain getting them fans back. Porsche coming to the F1. The stat of the weekend. Nikita Mazepin apologises for his actions, as well as many, many, many more things to cover. So don't you go anywhere, anywhere at all, because it's time for the news. News, 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 Coldy. Formula One news, pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, it's the pimp news, pimp news, didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now, pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. The biggest potential story in Formula One is car industry giant Porsche, Porsche. We're going to get back into F1. Now, Porsche hasn't competed in Formula 1 since 1964, but looking at a potential return after the engine freezes ends in 2025. Now, Porsche Motorsport Vice President Fritz Enzinger... I mean, of course that's his name. It wouldn't be anything else. He said... Porsche Volkswagen AG are observing and constantly changing regulations in all relevant racing series around the world. This is also the case with regards to the emerging new engine and drivetrain regulation for Formula One from 2025. Formula One's governing body, the FIA, last year delivered the first barrels of 100% sustainable fuel made from bio-waste to engine manufacturers for testing and validation. The FIA is planning on the sport being completely carbon neutral by 2030 and Porsche want to be a part of that looking to create a hybrid engine to compete in that space so keep an eye out and personally I would love to see nothing more than Porsche back into F1 moving on Bahrain International Circuit Grand Prix. That's right, we are on the road. Not long to go until Bahrain GP kickstarts the 2021 Formula 1 calendar. And I cannot wait. My nipples are hard. My pants are tightening. I'm that damn excited. Tickets have gone on sale, but they have been limited to individuals who have had the jab and are vaccinated against the damn Rona. Or who have recovered from it already. Now obviously them limiting the chances of another outbreak at the race that weekend. Bahrain International Circuit said the decision for ticket limitations are in line with government health advice, and in order to purchase a ticket, you need to go you need to do so through the Be Aware Bahrain app on the smartphone. Now I personally think this is a great move and I know people have the right to pick and choose if they get the jab or not but i think it's a great step in the right direction to make sure that the sport we all adore and love can go ahead for all 23 races this season i'll be giving my predictions and thoughts on the race in the upcoming show so make sure you listen to those because if you're better if you're a betting man like myself it's the easiest way to make some cold hard cash when you listen to papa cooly right here further news alonso says he's fine Despite being hospitalised from a bike crash only a month or so ago. So, I mean, I guess that's all there is to say about that one. And finally, Daniel Kibyat got himself a reserve driver's seat at Alpine. I say Alpine. A lot of people say Alpine. Alpine it is. And I think it's safe to say we would love nothing more than Kibyat, the young Russian, to have another shot at F1, especially if he gets the chance to overtake Max Verstappen at some point and win back his girl. And that is it for the news. Stroll crosses the line and he does go pole. 147.7. Lance Stroll is on pole for the first time in his career. Said P1. P1. Yes, boys! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> yes! Brad, I want to hear you say it, mate. That's pole position. I want to hear you say it! <laughs> That's pole position, Lance. Pole position. Let's go! <laughs> now, beauty is only skin deep, they say. Well, let's be shallow bastards and sons of bitches and have a look at the liveries of the teams so far. Williams will come out in the next few hours and I will go through that on Tuesday in a bit more detail. And Ferrari, well... We know what their car is going to look like anyway, so that's not as important. But we have some interesting new looks on the track for 2021, and we need to break them down. So of the eight car launches we have had, it's time to break it down from worst to first and discuss a little bit about each one, as there certainly is a little bit of controversy. Controversy, as normal people say, in there. Now, obviously, this is my opinion, but my, my opinion is the only one that matters, right? what I say goes and here is a definitive list of liveries from worst to first number 8 Huss even putting all the controversy aside it still looks like shit this team has possibly the most scope to move as Hus colours aren't really something that comes to mind when we think of the team close your eyes right now think of Huss what colours do you associate with that you know it's not, it's not front of mind when we think of Aston Martin, we think of that British racing green. Ferrari, we immediately think of that red. But with you Haas, have, you have the chance to give us a bold look that will last a lifetime. Instead, you've painted the Russian flag on the car. And that is where the controversy comes into it. Now, because Russia has been naughty boys and girls over the years, and the Drivers' Championship is a world driving championship, then Russia can't be represented. And any Russian driver would drive with a neutral flag in their place. So, for the grid that would take effect on Daniel Kibiet and for Haas' very own Nikita Mazepin. Mazepin's daddy is very, very wealthy and has helped Haas out significantly financially. Daddy isn't happy his boy can't race under the motherland flag. So he said, fuck it. Let's paint the car in the colours of the Russian flag. And fuck you all, the American team had a Russian car. Now they haven't come out and said this, but it's what's happened and the FIA who needs to approve every livery have said that it's all good in the hood. So there you go, FIA are cowards once more and will do anything that financially benefits them and having a man with a shit ton of money is good for them. So let's keep it as it is. Even with all that put aside your car looks like shit, pass number 7. Alpha Romeo. Now, it wasn't bad. It looks clean and crisp. It's the same as last year's car, essentially. Wasn't an interesting launch either with Racing Car Jesus and Iceman there. But, hey, it's a car we all recognize and know. So you come in at number seven. Number six, this is where you might get a little angry at me. Mercedes. Now, look, I don't hate their car livery. It's not bad. Your launch was a bit... but you are the world champs. All eyes are going to be on you every race. At least give us something interesting to look at. You copied and pasted the Mercedes logo on the side of the car a thousand times. Just in case we forgot what car was leading the race. I would love to see an all black Merc. I know you need to make sure we can read the sponsors nice and clearly. But imagine an all black car leading the pack. I don't hate that idea. My ideas are brilliant. So I never hate it. Number five. Alpha Tauri. Look. Actually quite like this livery and like the driver lineup too. The launch was pretty good. Sonoda is a fucking national treasure. And if you ever pick on him, I will hunt you down and make you pay. No one can ever pick on my little sushi roll. Is that racist? Maybe. But anyway, But this car looks the goods. And I think the team are going to be quite successful this season. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely a team to watch. Number four, McLaren. Similar to last year's, didn't have an issue with it though, it stands out, it looks good and the team is nothing but personality as well. They put on a good show, they were the first car to launch and show us what they got, so congrats on top 4, hopefully you can finish higher when the real racing starts. Number 3 Red Bull, it's a classic look that hasn't changed, it has the most going on with it. And it does very, very well. With the dynamic duo in the driver's seat, I can see the Red Bulls dominating on the track. And if you want to do that, you have to look good. These designs are perfect. And when you think of a dark blue livery, you now associate that with Red Bull every single time, more than anyone else. Sorry, Williams. Number two, Aston Martin. Great. Great. Looking car. British Racing Green is back, baby. Looks good. So good. Not only that, the launch was amazing and the cameos from Bond, Tom Brady and more. Perfect. Hope Aston Martin bring it this season like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I have a feeling they're going to be coming up short like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the previous seasons. And that leaves number one, Alpine, Alpine, however you want to say it. What a sexy fucking car this is. I love it. Yes, it looks like toothpaste. But it's also so clean and crisp. And 10 out of 10 dentists would recommend it stands out. And it's going to look real good out there on the track. Unfortunately, the position on the track, it's going to be probably outside the top 10. I hope I'm wrong. Because I could look at this livery all day long. Let me know what you think. Will Williams and Ferrari beat out? Those other cars, I think they'll slot in there somewhere. Obviously, uh, that that is how a list works. So let me know what you think. Head over to the socials and DM me your favorite livery for the 2021 season. So far, a couple more to go, though. I'm a stat man, Formula One, stat man. Call these a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Ah, uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Ooh, stat of the week. This week we're going to talk all things penalties. Now. Again, most penalties by a driver in a single race. I know you can all guess it. It's three. Pastor Maldonado, 2015 Hungarian GP. What are you doing, Pastor? Surely he won't appear on this list. Again, most driving penalties in a season. Ten. Pastor Maldonado, you naughty, naughty boy. 2014. Wasn't even the same year he got three in a single race. At least in 2015 he pulled his finger out. Most grid place penalties for an engine change Jensen Button 70 2015 Mexican GP He started so far back in the grid I think I even started ahead of him He, he started 5 likes behind by lots of things But that's not the stat of the week These are just little appetizers I'm going to give you the main course I'm going to give you that main course right now And I've mentioned it before And here you go again most interesting of all the penalty records recording the fastest penalty into a formula one career nine seconds sebastian Vettel, 2006 turkish gp had to start from the grid that day and he decided to start speeding he was that excited to get out there he was speeding through the pit lane yeah he got himself a uh, penalty straight away nine seconds into his career hey Sharp and shiny. that's your stat of the week. He's a stat, man! Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat, man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Athletes have made their fair share of mistakes over the years. Don't get me wrong. Some are forgivable and some not so much. When we still talk about OJ Simpson, we talk about him murdering his wife. Now, despite being acquitted, it still gets brought up every time. We still gloss over the fact Kobe Bryant's rape allegations in Colorado happened back in 2003. Because it was settled out of court... and he goes down as still one of the greatest of all time R.I.P. Kobe it's something we sort of didn't talk about anymore sometimes we can separate the man from the athlete and other times we can't O.J. Simpson will always be labelled the wife murderer Kobe Bryant will always be labelled the greatest of all time excellent father prolific scorer five time champion We're not going to call him the rapist. Nikita Mazepin unfortunately finds himself in the same boat. For those of you unaware, towards the end of last season, it was announced that Mazepin was going to be given the seat at Haas. During his time in Abu Dhabi, he celebrated this announcement with friends and grabbed a woman's breasts without permission and posted it on his own social media. Because he is a dumbass. Like seriously. He, he When you boil it down. He assaulted a woman. Right, a little over the shirt titty grab. And then he thought. I'd put that evidence out there. For the world to see. On my own social media. Now it turns out he knew the woman. And Haas has dealt with it. Internally. And no further action is required. But don't put that evidence out there. For everyone to see You idiot. Now it's taken him until now to issue an apology and I think that's only because he's really only just had his first interview now. And this is what he said. First of all, it's very important to say that my actions in December about the whole incident were incorrect, Marzipan said. I do take the full responsibility for it. It was a very big learning experience and I can confidently say that I'm much further in my knowledge on this kind of matter than I used to be. So there's a small bit of positivity there. He also said that he had not had any contact with the woman since the event. Now the hashtag no masbin has been trending on Twitter whenever Huss share any content about the Russian driver. Maspin claimed he learned more from the experience, but when given the chance to explain further, did not elaborate on how he had done any of this. Seriously, man? Seriously? How, how did you learn not to grab um, women inappropriately? How, did you, Just say something. Say anything. Say anything there, buddy. When asked what steps he has taken to educate himself, Mazabin replied, I totally understand. They are correct in their feelings and that I was not correct with my actions. I'm not proud of it. It's important to progress. He then went on to say that his actions on the track will earn back the respect of the fans. False. Mazepin, you can't. Mazepin, you can't. Mazepin, you can't be serious. Your car is trash. It looks like shit. You will not win any races. You will not get the fans respect back this year. You gotta learn to cop it. Google how to apologize Go on YouTube Look up videos of YouTubers apologizing Logan Paul Who filmed dead people And put it up on YouTube Has more respect and following Than you'd have at the moment Just own it Mazepin you can't Be serious You will always be known as the titty snatcher Well don't be sad no, 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 it's okay, it's okay I'll be back, I'll be back I'm sad too though Every time we part ways I cry Oh, I cry But you know what I don't do? Be a little bitch about it I make sure I hit that subscribe button I hit that follow button I like the socials What's that? Facebook, Insta, Twitter I'm there, baby Look, look down at your phone right now Or on your laptop right now Where are you listening to this from? Have you hit that subscribe button? Have you hit that follow button? Come on. I'll be back on Tuesday next week. We'll be talking all things Williams, livery, as well as any other breaking news in the world. I might start giving my predictions for the upcoming season. We are not far away. In fact, we are on the road. Bahrain International Circuit Grand Prix. So it's always sad to say goodbye, I'm choking up right now. But I'll be back. And as always, thank you so so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.